This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 17th. You're listening to WMBF. A single-family home in Binghamton's first ward sustained extensive damage due to a fire. The blaze at 30 Cypress Street was reported around 1.30 p.m. Monday. Fire Department Duty Chief Michael Griffiths said there was a moderate to heavy fire in the third-floor attic area when firefighters arrived at the scene. Griffiths said the fire was knocked down rather quickly. He said all residents and pets were able to escape without injury. Griffiths said there was significant fire damage in the attic along with some water damage on the first and second floors. He said the building has been condemned because of the extent of the damage. The Red Cross was called to assist those who lived in the house. Authorities indicated six people, including some children, lived in the home. A dog and a cat also had been inside the residence when the fire broke out. It's the end of an era. Lupo's SNS char pit on Binghamton's north side has served its last speedy sub. The iconic restaurant that had served a wide array of grilled specialties for more than four decades closed at 6 p.m. Sunday. Steve Lupo said the char pit owners had been considering the move over the past couple of months. Speaking inside the darkened restaurant Monday afternoon, Lupo said a decision has been made to focus on the wholesale side of the business. He acknowledged the move is a big deal. Lupo said it's the kind of decision you lose sleep over. He said his main concern is for the restaurant's employees. He said about 11 people had worked at the site at the time of the closing. Sam Lupo & Sons operates a meat processing facility in West Endicott. The company provides speedies and other marinated meat products to many retailers, including some large supermarket chains. Cafeteria staff at a Norwich school were washing bananas to prepare for students on Friday when they found a scorpion crawling around in the bananas. According to a Norwich City School District Facebook post, the scorpion was captured without harm and given to high school zoology students as an impromptu lesson on scorpions. They even got to feed crickets to the scorpion as part of their studies. It's believed that the scorpion had been in the bananas since they left Guatemala, and fortunately, cafeteria staff spotted it before it could get loose in the school. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has some big plans for SUNY and CUNY schools, as she outlined those goals in last week's State of the State address. In her State of the State address, Governor Hochul said she wants the schools within the State University of New York system to have 500,000 students by 2030. However, enrollment is still on a 10-year decline. Community colleges within the SUNY system have taken the biggest enrollment hit, losing 87,000 students since 2011. Despite the declining enrollment in SUNY schools, Governor Hochul wants to grow the student population and increase the tuition rate modestly. One of the colleges facing possible impact from a tuition increase is Binghamton University. According to Gothamist, Hochul's plan would mean tuition hikes of up to 6% at the state's flagship university in Albany, Buffalo, Binghamton, and Stony Brook. The increase would go into effect next fall. Governor Hochul's office says students who attend on full scholarships through New York's tuition assistance or Excelsior programs won't be impacted by the possible tuition hike. Additionally, the governor's office says the increases would help generate revenue for the state's higher education systems in light of increasing costs. State police announced that they will step up speed enforcement efforts along the New York portion of U.S. Highway 20 on January 17th. The one-day corridor project, which is targeted at reducing speed-related crashes on non-interstate highways was created by the Iowa State Patrol. New York State Police is among eight other states participating in the campaign. New York State Police Acting Superintendent Stephen Negrelli said initiatives like this provide a unified effort in raising awareness about the dangers of speeding and reckless driving. In 2020, 11,258 individuals were killed in speed-related accidents across the country. Speeding endangers
endangers not only the speeder, but it also compromises the safety of other motorists. We urge New Yorkers to make safety their top priority and be mindful of the speed limit, put their phones down, and be aware and alert. Drivers can expect to see increased patrols by state police and local law enforcement agencies during the morning and evening drive times. Troopers will be using both marked state police vehicles and concealed identity traffic enforcement vehicles as part of this crackdown in order to more easily identify motorists who are violating the law. CITE vehicles allow the trooper to better observe driving violations. These vehicles blend in with everyday traffic but are unmistakable as emergency vehicles once the emergency lighting is activated. U.S. Highway 20 spans 3,365 miles coast to coast. New York State has jurisdiction over 372 miles of the highway. This is the first time New York State Police is participating in the campaign. In addition to New York, other participating states include Iowa, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. On January 16th, state police attempted to stop an operator of a reported stolen vehicle in the city of Rochester. The operator of that vehicle refused to comply and led troopers on a brief pursuit until crashing on Avenue A near Gladys Street. The operator, a 15-year-old juvenile, was taken into custody without incident. The juvenile was charged with criminal possession of stolen property in the third degree, unauthorized use of a motor vehicle in the third degree, and possession of burglar's tools. There were no reported injuries from the crash, and the juvenile was issued a ticket to appear in family court. Police say a man made off with $300,000 cash in a bizarre Brinks truck robbery outside of Brooklyn Bank last week. According to police, the thief swiped an unattended money bag from the armor truck's bumper, while two other men distracted the Brinks employees by asking him for direction. The incident happened around 1 p.m. on January 6th during a bank money drop at a Chase Bank branch in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. On Saturday, police released photos of the men and asked for the public's help finding them. All three men remained at large as of Monday. A message-seeking comment was left for Brinks. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a chance of snow, freezing rain, and sleep before 10 a.m., then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon, and a chance of rain afternoon, increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, a chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m., cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Radio, WNBF, 92.1 FM, 12.90 AM, and always available on the free WNBF app. I just did my own weather research, and I can tell you, without fear of contradiction, could be slippery out there. There is a winter weather advisory in effect Yes, right now here in Broome County and across the region. So be advised. Be advised. And be careful. <laughs> I um, decided that it would be good to uh, do one of those world-famous 
videos to let people know what the weather is like here in downtown Binghamton, just in the process of uh, putting it on Twitter. Hopefully it'll meet Elon's standards. So I will say this about uh, right now in downtown Binghamton, the roads appear to be wet. So the road surfaces appear to be okay downtown. That doesn't mean the road surfaces are okay where you are. If you're in an outline area or a higher elevation, trust me, road surfaces, I'm sure, are still very, very slippery. So, as they say, caution is advised. Temperature here downtown has gone up a little bit. It's getting close to the freezing mark. It's 30 downtown. Uh, Road surfaces, I think, are uh, generally wet because they've been treated by the city crews. So just uh, be careful. Let's take uh, a call. Our number is 607-772-1290. Morning, WNBF. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning there, Bob. It's Dave from Vestal. Hey, what's up? Okay, hey. You know, I, I was calling to ask you, have you seen have you seen that video of AOC railing against gas stoves? Have you seen no. it? No. No. You haven't? I don't know if it's on TikTok or, no. or YouTube, but I, but I saw it's, it. Well, if it was on TikTok or YouTube, it sounds like it was something that, that was edited. Who Who posted it? No. No, it wasn't. It was certainly on Fox, but it definitely wasn't edited. She uh, she was on there claiming that it, it causes brain damage, and I and I got to thinking, Bob. You know, maybe uh, it, it could explain. Oh, don't go there! Things, don't go know? there! You know, don't don't do that. You're better than that. Well, it, it just seemed. No, you're uh, better than that. You're better. You're better than a syndicated talk show host. Come on, Dave. You can say you disagree with her. Don't go there. I mean that it, that kind of cheap talk. Hey, it, it's your opinion, or at least you're trying to use it for. I, I suppose you saw that online someplace because it sounds like something you might see online. I just don't see where that that furthers any intelligent discussion about the issues. Well, it's just uh, it's just a coincidence that she was talking about that, Bob. And then I got to thinking I was, you know, like putting the pieces together. It's just a thought I had. That's all. Yeah. Well, trust me. I've seen the internet, and you're not the only one. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the video, but I've seen hundreds, at least, of people, like-minded people, saying the same thing on the internet. So don't don't think it's an original thought. I just I I find it to be. Um. Not particularly constructive. It sounds like something you'd hear on a syndicated talk show or maybe a guest at 8 p.m. on, on Fox Channel. We are not, Bob. I don't even go on the Internet. I saw, but, I saw okay, then that means Fox. then that means, right. that means great minds think alike, but that doesn't mean that it furthers any, any kind of intelligent discussion about the issue. If you want to take pot shots at AOC, you know, that... If that's all that we're going to do all year, just let me know, and I'll I'll just you know submit my resignation now. I I don't fi- <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want to I don't want to go through the whole year with people saying stuff like that. When you know maybe you don't like her, 
Well, not maybe. I know you don't like her, and I know you don't like her positions on pretty much everything, but I don't, I don't think that kind of starting a conversation on serious issues with, with that kind of statement really helps the, the quality of this program. No, I don't dislike her personally, Bob. I just, to that point, I, I don't like her brain, and that's a fact. I don't. You don't like her brain. Why? What's wrong with her brain, Dave? <laughs> Come on. No, seriously. Why would you say, I've never spoken with her, never met her, probably never will. I don't think that she's an unintelligent person. So I don't, I don't understand why you don't like her brain. You may not like her opinions about anything. Um, I mean... What do you mean you don't understand why? Have you listened to the woman speak? Have you listened to a lot of the Democrats speak? I, I bet V.T. Harris, Bob, she may do deep breathing exercises while she cooks with a gas stove. It's very possible. Very possible. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Eleven seventeen. This is Bob Joseph on a desperate bid to encourage thoughtful conversation about important issues facing America in 2023. 607-772-1290 is the number. If you have a thoughtful email, send it to bob at wnbf.com. Individual recording. Bob Joseph live on Tuesday morning. Wow. By the way, just so you know, we'll have some interesting guests coming up this week. I won't spoil the fun for you by telling you who our guest will be, but let's see. We'll have somebody who's been in the news a lot lately on tomorrow's program, and then somebody who's, I don't know that, our guest on Thursday has ever been on the program. And then somebody else on Friday who was on the program once. Anyway, we have uh, intriguing guests for you. And typically, for those of you who haven't noticed, typically our time for guests tends to be at 10.15. And, what, of course, what we have done in recent months is offered more time on the program for listener calls. So we may not have as many guests on the program as was the case, say, a year or two ago. But 
but we still have occasional guests, and this gives uh, you, the home viewer, more of an opportunity to express yourself in a way that might actually further a community conversation. So if you have thoughts about real issues, you can call in if you want to take pot shots at personalities well probably that probably will result in a shorter call well, if you're gonna stick to some issues we do have we do have time for in, intelligent discussion getting back to gas stoves and here's a story that was posted a few days ago on the city.nyc It's an interesting news site, and the story was by Samantha Maldonado about the future of gas stoves in New York. So one of the things that she covered in her story, it's sort of an overview about the gas stove issue, gas stoves can pollute a home's indoor air by releasing high levels of nitrogen dioxide plus particulate matter and carbon monoxide. Even when turned off, gas stoves have been found to leak methane, which is a potent greenhouse gas that warms the planet. Exposure to pollutants like that can cause respiratory problems and cardiovascular problems. And according to her story, one study estimated kids who grow up in homes with gas stoves are 42% more likely to experience symptoms of asthma than kids who live in a home with an electric stove. According to some other study, about 19% of childhood asthma cases in New York could be prevented if households didn't have gas stoves. I'm just passing along what she wrote. I can't corroborate scientific studies. So if you have other scientific research that you can point to, let me know if you think those statistics may not be right. So, because of the apparent health impacts, the Consumer Product Safety Commission wants to reduce indoor air quality hazards, including those that come from gas stoves. So, the next part of her story says, well, so what's the latest on gas stove bans in New York, and can I keep my existing gas stove? In a few years, new buildings in New York City won't be allowed to feature gas stoves in kitchens or any other appliances powered by fossil fuel. That's because City Council, a couple years ago, passed a bill that would effectively ban gas in new buildings beginning in 2024 for those under seven stories and then in 2027 for taller buildings. Remember, we're not talking about Binghamton City Council. We're talking about the City Council in the Big Apple, New York City. As the story points out, there's nothing in the law that would rip gas stoves out of the kitchens where they're already installed. Now, as far as New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, she has backed a similar ban on fossil fuels in new construction. She talked about that in the State of the State address last week. So beginning 
in 2025 for smaller buildings and 2028 for larger ones, it would be an effort to zero out greenhouse gas emissions. That's what she says she wants to do. She wants to also prohibit the sale of heating equipment that burns fossil fuels eventually. Not right away, but eventually. So, there you go. Is it going to happen in New York? Who knows? I can't predict what happens in New York. I I knew they were going to legalize cannabis use by adults, not because they thought it was a healthy choice, but because they needed the money. If there's a way, I think if there's a way for New York State to make money, lots of money by banning gas stoves, then they, they would do that more quickly. But right now, they're just looking at the idea for statewide energy policy. So will it happen? Maybe. Maybe. Eventually. But it hasn't happened yet, and I see no no possible way based on any information I have, I I see no indication that they'll ever tell you that if you have a gas stove, you have to get rid of it. This is for new construction. If you you have seen legislation, an official proposal, that would mean you would have to give up your gas stove if that's what you use now. If you have seen anything like that, let me know. Because I'd like to talk with the person who's proposing that. I haven't seen that proposed. Let's go back to the phones. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Martin from Binghamton. Hi. Hi. Hey, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, little uh, quip there about uh, of intelligent conversation. Uh, I uh, saw and met, got his autograph, uh, G. Gordon Liddy, some... 36, 37 years ago at BCC, and he had his own um, security um, company. And when he was talking about how one of the qualifications was that they had to, there would be like five guys and they'd have to carry a, a telephone pole and run five miles down the beach and carry on intelligent conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you know, it's a shame that G. Gordon Liddy died last year. I never had a chance to speak with him, but he was one of the one of the people who always intrigued me. I'm not saying he was necessarily the best guy, but he he ran an interesting talk show after he got out of prison. I guess he he did do prison time, right? Because he was convicted of conspiracy, burglary, and illegal wiretapping as yeah, far as the Watergate. So he did prison time, I believe. But but anyway, he um, he always intrigued me. He, the The whole thing about G. Gordon Liddy always fascinated me, uh, or was fascinating to me. And I never had a chance to uh, speak with him. Unfortunately, he he died last March. Yeah, his uh, his eyes. I'm not kidding you. They're they were like black. I mean, his your steely eyes. He reminded me of uh, Lee Van Cleef. If you remember him from uh, the Spaghetti Westerns with uh, Clint Eastwood and everything, you know, but um, just uh, kind of in- intimidating, you know. But anyway, I thought that was that was quite the uh, uh, thing they had to do to uh, make it to his uh, 
security place. I mean, so in other words, I, could, you couldn't just take pot shots at people and say, "I, I don't like their brain." You'd have to right. say something, something more about. I'm not, I'm not really in lockstep with them on their energy policy, or I don't like what they're proposing in terms of whatever policy, something specific. So he he wanted that kind of that kind of discussion. Yeah, well, thanks for the lead-in. Uh, I believe this is new, fresh off the presses, uh, turning on uh, CNN at 11, and they're on here with uh, John Miller. Uh, if you know who he is, he was what claimed to fame as did the interview with uh, bin Laden, and he was very active, I think, he was affiliated with the New York Police Department, and now he's uh, the top guy in uh, terrorism. But this was uh, uh, talking about pot shots. There was a, a guy, a Republican, the election denier, who um, hired these four thugs to shoot up these homes. And- oh, I heard about that. I actually meant to mention that because that's a shocking story. That's talk about disturbing some guy. I think he was running for Congress, wasn't he, uh, in a congressional race? And he, he wouldn't accept the outcome of the um, election, so apparently he thought it would be good to, um, I think, did he hire people? Is he alleged to have hired people to go out and, and shoot up some houses? Oh, yes. These guys aren't no ordinary thugs. They're believe it to be tied with um you know gangs and their what he wanted them to do was to you know, steal cars so they couldn't be uh found and uh well you know traced to them and they were uh you know in drug gangs i guess and he paid them cash and he even took part of it and he was telling them to um shoot after eight o'clock at night um, and that there would be more prone to um, be moving around in the house and whatever. And um, But uh, one of the bullets uh, went into a nine-year-old girl's uh, bedroom and um, hit her ceiling, and she was talking about how that stuff fell from the ceiling. And um, But, you know, this is where we're at here. I mean, you know, and John Miller was talking more and more about these people are on chat rooms, and, and it's like these little groups, but when you multiply multiplying them by, you know, X amount throughout the whole country. And this is what um, where we're at. But, you know, the main premise now is, and we could trace it right back to, well, I don't want to, you know, the former guy, you know, Donald Trump. And uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, four-part series on Rudy Giuliani on CNN. Um, you know, Rudy was Trump before Trump. That he was an election denier, that when he lost his last election, he was talking about that. So when uh, Trump lost, he knew who to put up there as his lead guy. But um, uh, what John Miller was saying, this is where we're at now. It's like you don't lose an election. It was stolen. This is what this is. What, this is a sad state of affairs where we're at. And, you know. As uh, an epidemiologist would say, you know, you trace it. Back. Where is it coming from? You know, and, you know, as you say, the former guy and, you know, and then Gary Lake and then all the others. I mean, it's just but, you know, you come into violence and you're almost killing a, a kid over this, for Christ's sakes. I mean, you know, so 
anyway, that was that was the story. I don't know. I thought yeah, was, yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. That's that's a terrible, terrible accusation. And uh, hopefully, we'll find out more about that case. I misspoke, by the way. That guy was not running for Congress. He was a candidate for a seat in the state house in New Mexico. And he was arrested Monday in Albuquerque. So there. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Bob, it's James from Binghamton. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, I just want to uh, chime in on <laughs> gas stoves, man. That You must have been so excited to see that. It's like a ready-to-made like hot topic i mean so to speak i mean you could just you could probably just say gas stoves for the next six months and the lines will light up so to speak uh just wanted to throw a little more nuance into it uh you know i'm not necessarily who one who's in favor of like get rid of gas stoves because i love cooking on gas heat and i don't think anybody's coming to pry a gas stove from uh the former the previous caller or the caller earlier is like cold dead hands if you will but i understand people that are concerned uh about like how does this affect the grid? Well, you know, I, I, I've heard some of the nuance about yes, uh, it's a potential health hazard in a house. I mean, they tell you not to operate, you know, natural gas or propane, uh, you know, uh, fireplaces or stuff indoors because of the, the the threat of of fumes and stuff. But what I wanted uh, to touch on was from a standpoint of the grid. You have to wrap your brain around what the grid is going to look like in 10, 20, 30 years. Okay, right now we've got a system where you've got one central power supply going chugga, 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 trying to keep everything on. Uh, And in that instance, yes, trying to convert everything to electric is probably a fool's errand and will make us more susceptible to collapses. But that's not where things are going. Uh, What's happening in this very town uh, soon is the development of battery technology. Uh, You have uh, EVs, uh, most a lot of people don't realize a charge in an EV or a charging station is enough in and of itself to power your house for quite a while. Um, that uh, most of the EV battery power gets used up torquing uh, the axles and wheels and moving a heavy car, but it can power peripherals for a long time. So uh, what people need to wrap their brain around is that eventually houses are going to have solar panels. Houses are going to have a, a, a charging station and possibly an EV in the garage. And then they're going to be hooked up to a smart grid that knows how to move energy around. And then suddenly every house is its own battery. And then the central power supplies only need to be there for backup and to power like industrial and commercial. Uh, so yeah, in that system, yeah, going to electric, all electric would be a good idea. I have friends who installed solar panels and now uh, on a small house and now their entire NYSEG bill is just the service fees, essentially. Um, so I, I think that people need to like, wrap their brain around like the, the nuances and, and, and how things are going to evolve in the future from a power grid standpoint and realize that we're not trying to like retrofit uh, the way things have been with something that's going to burden it even more. Uh, it'll take time. And like I said, I'm not one of those people like, you know, get the gas stove out of there. Like uh, if it evolves that way, fine. But, um, but there's just a, a lot more uh, moving pieces than just something as simple as, well, they hate fossil fuels, so we're going to get rid of gas stoves. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of thought behind where things are going in the research and development phase of everything. All right. Well, at, at some point, at some point, there'll probably be something even better. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, I, you know, I we'll finally get Tesla's I, wireless energy. Uh, we can get sure. that. 
Uh, we can and oh, and Tesla's in Tesla's flying cars, the the flying cars that we were promised in the '60s. Elon oh, no, Musk. No, I, I didn't mean. Yeah, no, I, I know. didn't mean Tesla the company. I meant Nikola Tesla. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> yes, yes, not not the name that got co-opted by oh uh, Elon, the, the the gentleman with all the 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 apartheid wealth from South Africa, mm. uh, and not also to be confused with the uh, the British metal band. Uh, for, for a while ago. <laughs> That's right. A lot, a yeah. lot of uh, a lot of things can can actually be yeah. uh, brought up when we use the T word. Yeah, all right. Well, I, all I'm saying is, everybody, just wrap your brain around the notion that someday your house will be a battery, and it will be a battery on a grid that is self a lot more self sustaining and can manage outages more regionally than having one central power supply trying to keep up with everything. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate your call. I am too. I think that's a good thing. Thank you. Yeah, take care, Bob. 11:37 WNBF taking your calls at 607-772-1290. I'm Bob Joseph. A Tuesday morning live News Radio, WNBF, 92.1 FM, 12.90 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. If you... Joseph at 1140 on WNBF, Andy in Johnson City. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Robert. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, I, I purchased, well, I tried to purchase some rims for my truck. Uh, long story short, I ordered them through this one facility, and I guess they had to go to the main distributor to, to get them. So they're like the middleman. So long, like I said, I, I got a hold of the distributor, and they keep on telling me, well, it's going to be in a couple of weeks, couple of weeks. Then they told me it's going to be uh, April that they're going to ship those rims out to me. Now, my question is, I know the federal government uh, operates like this, but how could you sell something if you don't have it? In, in the interim, you know, you have my money in hand, putting that to use, I'm sure, you know. I, I just was wondering if, if you ever ran across something like that. Fortunately, I have not. I have not encountered that, but I have heard other people mention that sort of thing. To me, it seems like a just a, a scam. Might have been well intended. Maybe when when the order was taken, maybe they fully expected that they would be able to fulfill the order quickly. But from what you mentioned, it definitely doesn't sound like a, a very very wise business practice. No, no, that's what I. Okay, well, I, I won't hold you up there. No, just one last thing. Right. Uh, they better get on the stick here and get some bingo games going. My mom's going to go kooky here <laughs> shortly. Well, tell me about that. Bingo. Bingo, bingo games. I, I had heard, well, maybe even before the pandemic started, that, that bingo games around here were already on their way out, that there were fewer and fewer oh. places holding bingo games. And somebody told me, they said, well, one of the reasons why 
there aren't as many bingo games any now uh, anymore here, at least in New York State, is you can't smoke. Oh. Huh. Because I, I think I was at a bingo game once. This must have been probably in the 20th century, so it was a long time ago. And I think one of the things that I took away from that particular bingo game is, man, bingo, people who play bingo really like their tobacco. <laughs> uh, th- I don't, she said one game did open. There's senior centers that are supposed to have a game starting in February. And she said this other church, someplace either in Binghamton, they opened it and they said they had over 100 and some people attending. Really? Huh. An afternoon. Yeah. So I, well, I I'll, I'll have to look into that if people have some new information about bingo returning yeah. or, or new, new venues. Uh, let me know. There was. Now, I'm trying to remember. Sometime over the past weekend, I heard something about bingo, and I'm not sure if it was something actually around here or if I read it or heard it on, who knows, probably could have been an Internet feed. Seems like it was weird because they were talking about bingo at a place where I never would have expected bingo, and now hmm. now I can't. I can't remember the specifics. I remember thinking, first, gee, I, I haven't heard anybody talk about bingo in a long time. Yeah. And then second, wherever they said was not the type of place where <laughs> you would expect it. Now I'm going to have to try to jog my memory. But anyway, if, if people have any late-breaking bingo information in uh, Bingo, New York, let us let us know. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate your, that. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. I, I do appreciate that again. Take care. Thank you, Andy. It's 11.44. I don't even think I've played bingo. Oh, maybe I played at that one place. It's all its all like a haze. It reminded me... Now I don't even remember exactly where the bingo game was. It could have been in Johnson City. That seems... That seems very possible that it was in Johnson City that I went to a bingo game... And I might, whoever brought me to the bingo game said, hey, Bob, play bingo. It's fun. And so I did. And it was so much fun, I never went back. But I do remember there was definitely a lot of smoke. And trust me, it wasn't, wasn't because the place was on fire. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh, hey, this is John from Endicott. How are you? Good. What's up? We, wife and I love your show, but listening to it forever, just to let you know that first and foremost. Secondly, hearing the man about the bingo, every Friday night, um, 6.30, they have it. Bingo in the St. Cyril's Parish Hall on Clinton Street because we are volunteers there. So just to let you know that. Oh, Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's interesting. Thank you. I, uh, it's interesting because I was just over at St. Cyril's um, a few days ago. I think it was a week and a half ago. I was working on a cool. story, and I haven't actually done my story yet, but I was I was over there, and, and I love the place. I haven't been inside in quite a while, but I, I love St. Cyril's over in the First Ward, and it just didn't occur to me that they, they might right. now have bingo, so that's on uh, Friday evenings at 6.30. Right, and uh, of course, you know, I'll stop when COVID came along and all that, and then a few right. months back, they 
blah, blah, blah. I asked for volunteers in church. It took a little while, but now, well, you know, there's people there every Friday night, so it's cool. It's a lot of people show up, so well, looking for something to do. All right. Well, thanks for the all tip. Right. Keep Thank an eye out. That. If you see somebody who looks like me uh, this Friday, it might be me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll recognize you. <laughs> okay. Thank all you. All right. Thanks for letting yep. me come on. Bye now. Take care, John. 1146, Bob Bingo Joseph. B-I-N-G-O. Bingo is the word O. I know. You're saying, why? Why would they allow this guy to be on the radio? It's an excellent question. 607-772-1290 is the number. Our email address is bob at wnbf.com. You're listening to News Radio, WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and always available for you on the free WNBF app. Your been feeling it since 1966 now when i was at hooper school you know that school yeah that school <laughs> the beloved hooper school it was so beloved that the main endwell school district sold it and let them tear it down so i could sell burgers Martin joins us again uh, from the first ward of Binghamton. Good morning. Yeah, about the about the bingo again. I was uh, driving by about two or three weeks ago, and I noticed uh, uh, people walking in. And I go, "Gee, I wonder if you started a bingo again." And I looked back, and the man, the parking lot was full. So yeah, that's um, they're doing that again. So, um, but uh, talking about the smoking, I mean, and about men. Um, <laughs> It's like I was starting to date this girl and about 25, 28 years ago, and um, her aunt and mother were uh, big, avid bingo players. And they used to have a game at the Moose Club uh, next to uh, Botnix there. And um, they talked me into going, and I went in, and my God, it reminded me of looking in. It looked like amps in in the early in the 70s with just so much smoke from the front to the back yeah that reminds me they used to have um are you old enough to remember when we actually had a mcdonald's that was selling burgers uh here on court street in binghamton i think now they sell weed or something there but uh we used to have a mcdonald's here in downtown binghamton and i liked it because my shift started in the afternoon, I worked afternoons and nights, and I would start most days by going to that McDonald's on Court Street. And the great thing about it was, even though I was a non-smoker, I could get two or three packs worth of tobacco smoke just by walking from the entrance on the street to the counter to get my coffee. Honestly, it, it, sometimes sometimes you couldn't really see the counter from the entrance because the smoke inside that place was so thick.
Yes. And these were you know, predominantly women. I mean, 99%. And my God, I thought I was at a miners' convention or something. I mean, everywhere around me, it's like... <laughs> no, you probably, yeah. if, you, if you were a coal miner in, in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, or Centralia back in the back in the days, you probably would have been exposed to better quality air in the mines over a 25-year career than if you spent the same amount of time at some of those bingo games, some you know, the smoke. Now, fortunately, New York instituted its ban on smoking indoors, so that was a, was a big step in the right direction. By the way, I, I, I looked up on the website for St. Cyril's, the uh, bingo on Friday nights. The game start at 6.30, and it says the doors in kitchen open at 4 p.m. So I, I might go just for the food. I might not. I don't know what they're serving. It's probably like hot dogs or something, but even that, you know, at St. Cyril's, it probably would taste good. Yeah, they have a clothing giveaway. Some, I think it's a Wednesday, and then they also have um, some lunches and stuff like that. So this, they're opening back up. I don't know. They used to uh, have it twice a week to bingo that. Oh, okay. You know, but but right. at that game at the Moose Club, though, Bob, real quick, it was like I'm playing and and they're calling these numbers and it's like I'm looking on the board and everything like that and these two women across from me they're just getting PO'd at me and it's like next thing you know they're grabbing my 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 chips and they're playing my games from me it's like Jesus have mercy it's like, <laughs> you know it's like a man will do almost anything you know to kind of get a woman uh, you know. Um, where they want, but, uh, you know, it was like, oh, my God, it was uh, it was just bizarre. All right. Well, thanks for the bingo update. Let's uh, take another call. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh, hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's Sandy from Port Dick. Hi. Hi. I want to talk about first about gas stoves and then about bingo. All right. Quick, quick. We only have a couple okay. minutes. Okay, first of all, I have all gas appliances in my house. I'm never going to give up my gas stove. I love it, it's, and they work great. Instant on, instant off, and they don't have a pilot light anymore, these appliances. They all have strikers, so there's no flame of any kind except in your water heater. Uh, and in your gas furnace, you have to have pilot lights. Uh, but anyway, I will never give up my gas appliances at all. Period. I love them. I'm going to keep them. It's clean and and instant on, instant off. And I think most restaurants use gas appliances, stoves. Uh, now to the bingo. Uh, many years ago, I went to a bingo game at a local Catholic church. I never had been before. And <laughs> I'll tell you, these... It was mostly women. Your firm, former caller was absolutely right. Mostly women, and they are avid players. And don't you mess with them. No way. I didn't exactly know what to do. One woman told me how to get the card and, and the markers and everything. But you don't talk when they're playing bingo. Yeah, that's and what I right. remember. I think right. whoever I went with also pointed that out. Bob, right. I know, something to the effect, Bob, before we go in, I know you like to talk, but this is one place where they don't want to hear you. No, and and also the smoking, you're right. Uh, the smoke was terrible, and I'm highly allergic to smoke, smoking, uh, and that includes weed. 
I don't ever want to be around it and anybody that does it. But anyway, uh, and I never went back. So that's my tale. Okay, thank you. And one other note, we have uh, someone who reports to me, he believes they have bingo at the American Legion in Harpersville on Sundays. Gee, I'll have to take a look. I know someone in Harpersville that I could uh, hang out with and play bingo. 11.56, Bob Joseph on WNBF. Did you know you... Looks like we made it. Not only did we make it, but we accomplished everything we set out to do. So, gold star to everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. I'm Bob Joseph. Hope you have a great afternoon. And thank you for listening to News Radio WNBF Binghamton.